Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Migraines, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined, as always, by Haley, a.k.a. AKA Arizona Right Watch. Hello, it is me, <clears throat> Arizona Right Watch. Hello, everybody. She made it. She's here. <laughs> I made it. I'm here. Doing, a long time, doing, definitely. We're doing this thing. Again. <laughs> and I'm also joined by the mysterious hell. Hello, my beautiful babies. Like 30 seconds into the podcast, already Mike has flubbed uh, an intro and Haley's cleared her throat into the mic. Pretty good. We're, doing, we're good. We're running hot. It's, uh, somehow I managed to say beautiful babies and not beautifuler babies, which is constantly the fuck up I do right at the top of the show. <laughs> Just like kick open the door, fuck up right away. <laughs> It's it's like that uh, it's like that old like you know what, what what do you do if you get arrested they tell you that you just got to find the biggest guy just fuck him up real good yeah it's yeah. Just, just like set the expectation for the podcast real low by just fucking up right in the window boom that's yeah. me yes <laughs> all of us yeah oh we're 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 here to make sure that people know that they are getting a crippling lack of professionalism dude mm-hmm. if you're gonna fuck up why procrastinate just get it no, out of the way no. immediately start start strong start strong with errors nothing but errors more mistakes just yeah, exactly you know what i think i think it's good for the podcast if we just inward on three ready one <laughs> two yeah oh man the, the what, what we what back in the day we called the old sarge special which is now <laughs> yeah you'll th- th- throw a joke to l trying to get him to say something racist you yes. know what a fun bit <laughs> Yo, classic. <laughs> you know that was back when Hell World was good. When we, yeah. we, we covered Q drops and like barely skirted saying racist shit because <laughs> so much was trying to fucking set me up for weird racist joke improv. Yeah. I don't think he was doing it intentionally. I just think no. he didn't realize what sort of minefield he was frequently laying in front of me when he was. Yeah. Anyway, what a guy. I don't set Ooh. you up for jokes. I'm sorry. No, I'm not yeah. a. I don't. No, that, that's well. It, it was it was very important. That's where we we as Hellworld invented the no and form of improvisation, <laughs> where you shut down the other person's uh, presupposition and just create your own, or just dismiss it out of hand and just go on your own path. Don't care. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's more entertained by me than myself. So no. I, oh. I, I'll, I'll frequently set myself up for a joke. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm, hey. dude, I'm playing solitaire over here. If you guys are with it, you're with it. But I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, that's. I mean, I think most people are that way. Where your target audience is yourself. So if you're just, if you're just crushing it, you're like, man, I'm so good at this. That has to be like really jarring when you just think you're really funny and you absolutely kill in your own mind, and then you like go to an open mic night and you just bomb, and you're just like, wait, no, I'm so funny to me. How can you all not accept how funny I am? And everyone's like, no, you're so wrapped up in your own head. You don't get it. You're like, oh, I'm talking about every that. social media, <laughs> every social media platform. I feel like that Twitter, Blue Sky and all that shit. I'm always just like, I'm out there. I'm killing it. I mean, not always. N- n- nobody's 100%, you know, but frequently getting in there. Pretty spicy joke, you know, whatever. Good, good chuckles. And then no traction. And that because obviously because nobody follows me, because why would they? Uh, aside <laughs> from the fact that I'm hilarious and that they should. But the thing is that, like, I'll see people on Twitter who have like, you know, 1.2 million followers. They're way less funny than me. They just post more. They'll they'll post 500 times a day, and like you know, maybe two of them will rise to the level of above a C minus. And it's just like, is, is that joke is writing it... on the timeline? 
is it, yeah is it just like is it all volume do you just do you just really have to just throw all of it at the wall and just hope you go viral at some point because i'm a quality over quantity guy yeah even my dad jokes are great dad jokes dude I worked at a place that had a stage and normally it was for crappy cover bands, but sometimes there was nobody playing. So we had this guy that like thought he was funny who would go try to tell jokes and it was like, hey, what's the the worthless, the worthless skin around the vagina called a woman? Am I right? And it was like, sir, you didn't write these. And also these are bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get the impulse to to like, I don't know. I mean, it's. I feel like more people need their friends to tell them if they're not funny. Like he went on stage and said that it's like the confidence on that man, you know. <laughs> and if it was like a dare or something, I could at least kind of understand it. But there's a chance that guy just thought he was funny, and his he friends thought he was funny. He thought he was funny, and, and his friends won't be like, "Hey, dude, it turns out that you're not funny, so you should probably stop caring that <laughs> you're funny." Yeah. I, 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 what I love about that is like that's like the biggest hack joke in the world. It's not even it's not even anything. And this dude's like my delivery, my panache. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna grab that mic and I'm gonna kill this. This is gonna hit so different than it normally would from any <laughs> other raging misogynist. You have no idea. People are just gonna see me and be like, man, the cut of that man's jib, his delivery so smooth. Nothing but chuckles. Just, you just hear um, one divorced dad go, ha! <laughs> darn, darn tootin! And, and then every, everyone... Heard that. Yeah, <laughs> bitch! <laughs> Whoa, that guy's really into it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So ridiculous. I just, that's like the... I just really enjoy that kind of stuff where people just bomb spectacularly and... It's not their fault. It's the audience's fault for not accepting their genius. That's yeah, but that's I, only a problem if the person's not funny. Like <laughs> I'm hilarious, so when I'm upset that the audience is like not properly worshiping me, it's because they are fucking wrong. Yeah, I mean, when people are just like, "Yeah, dude, you know it's a great show, Doctor Who." I'm just like, "It's not though," and you're fucking wrong about that. And fuck you. <laughs> You start to get all Kramer on them and 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 wording. Yeah, it? dude. In word on three, one. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the 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 bit nobody saw coming. The rec- the recurring bit nobody saw coming from Hell World. The We're never getting no sponsors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure some people would love to sponsor us. The oh. countdown to Inward is sponsored by My Pillow, folks. You know, I'm skeptical. <laughs> hey, Mike Lindell. I we haven't been we haven't been tracking it because Mike Lindell's kind of irrelevant now. But every little bit of news you see about that man right now is Mike Lindell's world falling apart before his very eyes. Mike Lindell totally fucked. So, hey, Mike, while you still have a couple million dollars left, like throw us a few pennies, just uh, for no good reason. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna insult you. We're not gonna like talk good about you, but we can throw up a my pillow link if we're gonna get I'll some sponsor ad the pillow. Yeah, I mean, if, if if you can give us an affiliate link and we can run people to that affiliate link and get money off of it, that's fine. We'll, we'll, code we'll... world, code word, hell world. Right, exactly. Just... See, I don't know if I'm going to sell it for my pillow. I want a big lump sum. I don't want like a slow <laughs> trickle feed. I want people to just be like, Ugh, "My pillow, how dare you?" And I could be like, three million dollars. That's how dare I? How dare you, sir or madam? I, or I want all this leftover inventory. 
Yeah, I, I think $3 million might make you the owner of my pillow at this point. I mean, it's like, oh my God. That 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 man like literally just crash landed and then was and decided to just keep digging. He was like, I have not hit, I have not drilled myself into the earth's core, and that's where I long to be. So See, I mean, here's the problem with not having a lot of money already, like for the show or us as individuals, is that it would have been hilarious to just have the money to buy out all of his overflow inventory as a liberal and then just go online that. as not a grift, but as just like a, hey, liberals, I, a fellow liberal, bought out all of my pillows stock. Isn't that hilarious? Would you like a liberal, like, like a liberal revolution, my pillow? Well, it's <laughs> half the price he was charging for it. And I bought it for pennies on the dollar. So everybody wins. It's your pillow now. Power to the people. Our pillow. Fr- French Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> you, re- you rebranded as guillotine. Guillotine <laughs> pillow. Pillotine. Pillotine. Boom. <laughs> it took me a while. We got there. <laughs> it's awesome that you, we workshopped. You, I'm taking credit for it, but L workshopped that in like 15 seconds and got there. And I'm thinking of it like, because when, when they guillotine people, your head would like fall into a basket, but instead your head falls onto a, a pillow. Head. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yep. See, but the problem is that I didn't have the like four hundred thousand dollars or whatever it would have been to buy, <laughs> buy the rest of his fucking pillows. All your pillows, I want them, and then I'll just sell them on Twitter to fucking liberals. It's just be like, remember when Mike Lindell was selling these? Ah, give your money to me. I <laughs> will fund the revolution with yes, that. yes. <laughs> God, the revolution will be elevized. <laughs> See. This is why I'm such good friends with Mike Raids. Mike Raids has always acknowledged how funny I am. He's he's perfectly right there with it. And I would think that I'm just a narcissist if random people on the street didn't just stop to tell me that I'm hilarious when they can hear me talk. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just being narcissistic. Let's talk about QAnon and QAnon-related horseshit. Uh, with our first segment of the show, The Abyss Bush. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse bush just kidding i'm not done being narcissistic what a great lead into the bush i'm incredible no, it was good. Right. <laughs> no it wasn't actually it was really <laughs> uh okay amuse bush for this week starting off with uh aw, apparently apparently our buddy flynn has made q and i big sad this week but i don't know why mike raids why is uh why is recurring recurring like person that we discuss on the show flynn upset at q did they not like the auto-tune they don't like the song know. It was it was not his auto tune. It was not his T Pain impersonation that made them sad. But uh, Michael Flynn, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Uh, the, the Freedom Song we went the over song last week. We talked oh, about last right. week. Sorry, yeah, I did. I didn't know he was in it because I still haven't heard it. I didn't know he was there getting auto tune. Really should give a listen. Just a quick I, little. I don't listen. know about that. I'm not just sure get to I the should. Flynn part so you can hear him absolutely auto tune the shit. He's just literally T-Pain. There's no difference. It's ridiculous. It's so bad. See, you're, you're very, very rarely am I going to be enticed with how bad someone's saying it is. <laughs> if you were like, yo, you got to listen to the Michael Flynn part. I mean, I hate the guy's guts and his message is terrible. It's but he's so got funny. It's yeah, so I'd funny. On board. I'd be like, oh, yeah. His passion <laughs> is what's funny about it. He's like so into the song the whole time and then it gets to him and he's auto tune the shit. It's so funny. I'm sorry. You should really watch it. But anyhow, um, <laughs> Michael Flynn went on the X-22 report, which is the weirdest podcast slash live stream slash whatever the fuck it is, because the host is still somehow anonymous, even though he gets guests like Michael Flynn. And he's had um, 
Ron DeSantis cabinet members on the show. It's super weird how this guy when remained. Rogers this week again. Oh, I'm sure Statesman. she was. Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. But she, she's low-hanging fruit compared to these guys. But um, So Dave had Flynn on, and Dave gave him the bullshit about how the military is supposed to step in and save America from Biden and the deep state, and Q said military is the only way, and blah, blah, blah. And Michael Flynn was, like, super angry about it. And he was like, our military does not do things like that. Our military serves our duly elected government officials. The civilian government is, like, in control of the military. The military doesn't do this kind of stuff. So you need to just knock this off right now, Dave. Like, you can't be talking this way because that's Banana Republic stuff. And and Dave of the X-22 report was just like, uh, bruh, uh yeah. and And QAnon is now freaking out because, again, Michael Flynn is distancing himself from the movement. He's saying the military isn't going to step in and remove Biden by a military coup and all that good stuff. But the He's implying one... that maybe patriots are not in control, which we all just know is total horseshit. Patriots. How dare he? How dare he? How dare he? So you have a lot of people who are very upset, but on the other side of this, the one thing that a bunch of people in who are trying to soothe uh, all of QAnon's little feelings, trying to just uh, pacify little Q babies and let them burp them a little and lay them down in their cribs so they can sleep off their tantrums, is that Flynn would repeatedly state in this uh, conversation with uh, Dave was that the military follows the duly elected leaders of the civilian government. So the QAnon people were like, he kept saying duly elected, and he thinks that Trump really won. So he's saying that Trump's really in, still in power, and we're all good. It's cool, man. Flynn's speaking in code. So Somebody somebody feed the word duly into the gematria machine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> duly has to hit a million different things. It'd be so awesome if somehow duly also equaled Trump, which I know I know is impossible, but it would be incredible if it did. So weird. According to Gematria, duly elected leader also means Trump is Christ. That's weird. <laughs> They're strange. <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever. Oh, my God. So, yeah. And this is a part of a other other underlying, uh, like, rift inside of QAnon that's been going on for the past few months where I've talked about this all before, but in the Matrix, who runs his uh, podcast with Spooky Groove and their little buddy, the authority, uh, the three of them have decided that Michael Flynn and Roger Stone are bad guys. They're black hats. And wow. so. Wow. Turning on them. Yes, I mean it's really funny. I'm I'm looking for the QAnon promoter that makes the ultimate swing and takes a shot at Trump. I mean, I know that's fucking impossible because the entire movement is based around him. But it would be super funny if someone actually did. But um, going at Flynn is now a thing, and every now and then I'll just see some QAnon promoter post a thing where like, guys, we're here to bring unity and fight the deep state, and sowing division is bad. We shouldn't be doing this, and. So there's a lot of kumbaya rally around Flynn versus no Flynn's a black hat. He's a baddie and I hate him. So it's, it's good times all around. And this latest little dust up between Flynn and Dave was uh, delightful. I hope these people continue to make themselves sad and miserable, getting mad at their heroes, not saying what they wanted to say, to hear them say. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always a good day for us when these people are sad about anything, uh, but especially so with their like, you know, sadness with a side of eating their own love watching them eat their own. 
Because they it, all suck, you know? Yeah. So in, anything that reduces their population in terms of, you know, metaphorically, in terms of their relevance is, yeah. <laughs> is and, good. And, and eating their young, as Trump said this week, where Trump repeatedly said Republicans eat their young. And it, it's a horrible statement, but it's true. They eat their young. And no one in QAnon touched that with a 20-foot pole. Nobody, if if Obama or Hillary or anyone had ever talked about Democrats eating their young, oh, my God. It, that, that clip would be played on a loop for the next They're month. They're rubbing it in our faces. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Look at this triangle. You know what it means. Yum. <laughs> yeah, but tr- but Trump says Republicans eat their young, and no one's like, "Oh, Trump's admitting the Republicans need the adrenochrome. They gotta get their chrome." So it's just it's just great how they just avoid it when their uh, in- infallible God Emperor says absolutely the worst thing for their movement besides get vaccinated, which he's also said repeatedly. Yeah, I can't wait until somebody finds the Donald Trump like you know. Epstein Island fast pass card with like his, his <laughs> fucking picture on it, and then the punch it, card like the on the tenth one, it's free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your tenth child is free. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you know because because he's Donald Trump, he'd just be like, yeah, that's mine, whatever. And then all the people that love him would just be like, uh, we're just gonna ignore that. That's not a thing. We love Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, good stuff, you fucking, you dum dums. What a bunch of clouds. So, uh, I'll finish real quick. I just put uh, duly elected leaders in the gematria machine, and it matches with Q anonymous. So, <laughs> whoa, whoa, we're totally pilled. <laughs> there we go. See, we we we, we did it through the through the power of uh, massaging letters and numbers in the language that you speak. In a way that pleases your brain. <laughs> yes. So good. I mean, yeah. foolproof, really. Absolutely. Uh, how, how could you possibly refute it? No. Nope. Uh, okay, moving on. Bush style. Uh, it looks like not only is it football season here in the United States of America, folks, but that means it's also football conspiracy season. Uh, on top of it being Taylor Swift season, because <laughs> if there's anything bigger than all of the NFL, I guess it's Taylor Swift. That's so funny to me. Anyway, uh, Mike, what are uh, what are conspiracy lunatics talking about this week as it pertains to the hand egg? So the National Hand Egg League had a football game featuring the Buffalo Bills, who last year, you might remember, had an incident where one of their players had a cardiac arrest on the field and almost died. And then he recovered and he's fine. And he's playing football now. And everyone freaked out. Or did Vaxxed, yes, yes, you know it. Uh, <laughs> it. Vaxxed and cloned, both of these things. Yep. So, I heard that. Yeah. So this <laughs> week, a Buffalo Bills player, uh, Damian Harris, who used to be a New England Patriot, uh, was injured. And they had to get out the ambulance for him because he sustained a neck injury. Vaxxed? Va- oh, yeah, it was there. <laughs> it was like, there, there were people who, even though for, for, a ba- for an injury where they have to bring the ambulance onto the field and all that shit – this was as mild as it could be because Damian Harris literally gave a thumbs up while he was on the stretcher to let everybody know that he was okay and they were just like stabilizing his neck because that's the procedure. Um, there were people that had said he had died on the field, which he, he, he gave a thumbs up. He's that's Final death <laughs> it's like thumbs the, up. It's like the fencing response, but it's just a thumbs up before you perish. Yeah, that's just rigor setting it. Oh, Don't worry know. about that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that, so, that, that that would kind of explain what was going on at at the, at the end of Terminator Two. 
I was always really confused about that scene, but it turns out that the robot was just going through rigor mortis in the lava. Yes. <laughs> so that uh, they were declaring he was dead. They were bringing up vaccination. Uh, some people brought up the fact that the ambulance had a Damar Hamlin flags in the back windows of it, which you kind of think that there would, that'd be a thing that would happen because he's kind of the most famous player to be in an ambulance. And, I saw it this is kind of in poor taste that they're like his screaming, like contorted face. <laughs> but I mean, as I've said, but you know, tis the season. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I actually, so one guy I saw, because the thing about QAnon and the thing about conspiracy theorists is that they can never, it's never like service level. You, They always have to drill in the most ridiculous way possible to make their conspiracy theory as absolutely detail-filled and insane as imaginable. This guy said, the two Jamar Hamlin flags in the back window were two threes. That's 33. 33 is the highest level of, 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 the, of the Freemasons. This was a Masonic ritual to like harvest our pain and our sadness watching someone get injured on the field like this. Just processing emotion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're kind of intentionally not really going to talk about it too much this week, but I can think of at least one thing going on in the world right now that I believe probably contributes to more human pain and suffering than an NFL player being injured on the field. <laughs> so, Masons, hey, get with it. I mean, Masons. Get at me. Blow up my hotline. You have your people reach out to my people. And I, I, if you need the human <laughs> suffering, boy, howdy, I can get you there. Yeah, I, I, I've actually, I haven't really delved into this section of conspiracy theories and, in, and insanity uh, that much. But I've heard people describe negative emotions as, quote unquote, the louche, L-U-O-O-S-H, louche. And they talk about how. The bad guys harvest these negative emotions, this louche, to use it for their rituals and their demonic powers. And I'm just wondering, does this just running the, these like rituals in football stadiums? It seems like it would backfire a lot because I don't remember anybody else this season in the NFL needing the ambulance to take him off the field. So it's like you're just running sixteen or so rituals every week and. Most of the time, 50,000 people are walking out of the stadium, either going like, yeah, home team won, way to go, or they're just like, moo, home team lost, kind of annoyed. And it seems like it's a lot of work to finally hit that one every like four months where a guy needs the ambulance. And you're like, yes, we finally get to get our sweet, sweet louche. We finally get a Well, that, that, that's why they write all that stuff into the script, Mike. Oh, oh, right, right, yes. I keep copping a balouche right now, man. I can't stop coughing. <laughs> the, the, the Masons got to you. They filled you with balouche. But unfortunately for the Masons, we developed cough buttons. So now this podcast won't be giving them the sweet, sweet power they wanted from your hacking coughs. Like, if we had let you be unmuted this whole podcast... Like the Eastern Seaboard would have been able to be powered by Freemason energy. Harvest Yes, yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it's, but instead we're we're here to make sure that nobody can hear your thirty three coughs over yes. the course of the episode. <laughs> nice <laughs> try, Masons. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
yeah. an organization that is so powerful uh, anybody can join. So, <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> the, the Freemasons so secretive. There's a car in my neighborhood with a bumper sticker that says "To be one, ask one." So it's like I'd literally just like hang out in front of that guy's house one day and be like, "Hey, I'd like to be a Mason," and he'd be like, "Sounds good." <laughs> so it's like, yep. I can be I can be level I I can grind I can kill a lot of boars I can be level seven by the end of the week I'm I'm pretty confident I could do this you'd level up pretty quick I think yeah I I could I could get ready for the first dungeon whatever that is I can tank or heal I, I'm I'm good at all that range DPS mm-hmm. solid so I mean I don't I don't think this would be that tough I think I could make level thirty three in a couple of years that wouldn't be that bad and then then you get to go on the raids and get the fat epics <laughs> that's what it's all yeah, about yeah just like just like all the all the the, the top tier masons that you know about and all their powers <laughs> right i, <laughs> I, I, I wish yeah. the masons were cooler than they are lord, right. lord knows i wish the masons were cool i want to live in a more magical reality but it turns <laughs> out that right real real freemasons are not like national treasure freemasons <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have like one mason that comes to my casino and just plays poker and he just sits there and he's quiet and loses a little money most of the time and just has a mason's ring on and i'm just wondering like is everyone who beats him in a hand of poker being like marked for termination or something? I mean, yeah, fuck those people. <laughs> yeah, he's filled with louche. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. let, let's let's go ahead and move on to to things that further disappoint us. Aside for the Freemasons, just kind of be mostly sort of boring. Uh, they have bumper talk- stickers. Yeah, and they're symbols pretty cool, I guess. You know, like a <laughs> sextant or whatever. Anyway. Uh, right, compass, whatever that thing is called. I don't, I don't know what the actual name for that is because I'm a moron. Don't listen square, to me. Square and compass. Square and compass. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to move on to something equally as disappointing as how boring the Freemasons are, and that is Twitter. Uh, and uh, I'm done calling it the former X. Fuck that place. It's Twitter until it crashes and burns. It's always it's always been Twitter, baby. Uh, so uh, Elon Musk, lunatic head of Twitter, has decided that now is the time to finally start charging people all people for the privilege, but it only select regions. If I saw the headline correctly, anyway, for more info over to Mike. So he's running a test program where new users of Twitter will have to pay a dollar to get, make their accounts be useful for tweeting and retweeting. And this is going to be rolled out in New Zealand and the Philippines, I believe. So I just don't understand why anyone would join this in order to get less functionality and basically be required to put your name and information on file with Twitter to get a service everybody else on Twitter is already using for free. And again, these Elon's claiming this is to fight bots, which it's not because there's so many verified check marks on uh, Twitter that are already bot run. And it's, 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 it's absurd. I, Haley mentioned they're like it's, you have to pay a thousand dollars a month for a gold check mark. I have a gold check mark bot that follows me around on Twitter. It's ridiculous. So the idea that mild that's wild, <laughs> like literally the first like on almost it's all a my dedicated posts. little bot. <laughs> it's like the first like on almost all my posts is from this gold check mark bot. It's so weird. It's like Poker Club International or something that just like misread my name because it has the word poker in it. Oh, so- I see that one every time because it interacts with me when when you tag me and stuff. And yeah, it's always the first one. <laughs> it's, it's so silly. Wow, our our most dedicated listener, the person at Twitter account, is yes. just like listening here, hearing you guys call them a bot, just sobbing. <laughs> 
Yeah. I pay good money to reply to you guys. Like, I'm not a bot. I pay a thousand dollars a month to be able to be the first person to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which whichever poker is the name of it. So that's like way to go, whichever poker. We salute you. Online high stakes poker club. That's its name. Way to go. Way to go, you guys. You guys. I guess, are... And hey, I'm excited. Whoever runs that bot has access to a thousand dollars about to get that gold check mark. And you do you until Twitter dies. But when Twitter <laughs> yeah. dies, if you would like to reinvest that one thousand dollars a month, patreon.com slash poker politics. All bots welcome as long as they got money. Yes. yes. Please. <laughs> love it's a t shirt. Yes. <laughs> yes. At a thousand dollars per month, we'll figure out a t-shirt. Read <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Hell World's biggest fan. We will mail you that t-shirt. Oh. You know what? That's a guarantee to anybody listening. Yes. For one thousand dollars a month. Fucking. We'll get a t-shirt. Yeah. Pick the, pick the shirt. We'll fucking. Yeah. You, you, t- you tell us. It'll say I spent a hundred dollars on the Hell World Patreon, and all I got was this crappy shirt. Yeah, thousand. <laughs> no, we're yeah, thousand. Sorry, hundred bucks don't get you nothing. <laughs> yeah, it gets you nothing. I'm sorry, that's tripping. Well, that's yeah. crazy. A hundred dollars a month will not get you nothing. <laughs> that's true. It'll get you a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Great. So, so, somebody was just like, you know, I was gonna donate a hundred dollars a month to those guys, but now they said we. They, they said we're gonna get nothing. So fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing to give except no. our love. No, anyway. come back whichever poker. We're sorry. Poker will teach you poker for a, yes. for, at a at hundred. <laughs> yes, I, I'll I'll teach. I'll, if you want to if you want to learn how to deal or play uh, play a game in the casino, I'll help you out. I'll be your personal tutor. I am shameless, so no problem at all on that front. Yes. Well, there we go. Uh, see again, we, we have to take time out of our podcast every once in a while to remind the audience that we will sell out. Yes. <laughs> it will happen. Uh, but yeah, and and uh, to to tie it all back together, the selling out continues for anybody who's willing to pay for fucking Twitter. Like, e- even if the data comes back and they're just like, he Elon, it turns out that nobody in the Philippines or New Zealand that wasn't running a bot scam of some kind was willing to pay for this privilege. So. Seems like the program is bad. Is that going to stop him for a moment from just being like, no, program's not bad. You're bad. You're fired. And whoever is next in line, make sure to roll this out to everybody. Now everybody pays for Twitter. <laughs> and then his uh, his CEO has to come out and say that it's a great idea and she loves it. And Elon's the best. Elon number one. Please don't fire me, Elon. I like my checks clearing. It would be great. Just... Man, it is it is impressive how hard this man has driven this thing into the ground. I mean, and the best part about it is, is we have these delusional lunatics that are paying him for their check marks. Who are just like, oh, thank you, Elon, for saving Twitter. You, I actually saw someone posting about how, thanks to Elon allowing free speech on Twitter, he's probably saved the world because otherwise the mainstream media's narratives about Ukraine and uh, Gaza would have been allowed to manifest and control the world. But instead, free thinkers were able to explain the real truth and undermine the deep state's narratives. So uh, we're, we're totally winning the information war now. So everything's great. It's just for sure. There's no misinformation or disinformation going on the timeline right now whatsoever. And people aren't absolutely having their brains melted on the timeline in real time. No, no, thank thank God that's including like legit journalists. Um, nope, nothing like that whatsoever happening. There's no um, you know, uh, confusion happening right now or anything. You know who Elon brought back 
uh, or X brought back, Twitter brought back. There's a turning point representative here named Jake Hoffman, and he was banned from every like basic social media platform like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that because he was running a bot farm for Turning Point USA that was employing teenagers to spread disinformation on the timeline. And he was just brought back yesterday to Twitter. So excellent, excellent. <laughs> yep, fighting the bots. Working at working as intended. Everything mm-hmm. going smooth. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah, uh, I mean, nobody should be on Twitter anymore. But you know, that, kind that's of everybody else's. That, that that's everybody's personal cross to bear. But if if you're one of the, if you're one of the twenty people that read my blue sky posts, you know that I, I was already talking about how people need to just it's like what the what the fuck is anybody still doing on Twitter? It's like there's no, good, of... there's no good fight to be fought there anymore. The person in charge of it has made it clear that they are going to ride it into the ground. They paid forty four billion dollars to destroy the thing you love slowly, and no amount of you like it's privately owned. You're not like fighting. You can't fight the system. He is the system man. <laughs> like he just gets to do what he yes. wants. <laughs> like I see a lot of journalists say, like, oh, you know, our platform is here. And this is where, like, information happens in real time and the news happens in real time. It's like, yeah, because that's because you're here. That's because you're literally yeah, fucking sucks, here. sucks to suck. Find a new place to yeah, fucking you have go. To, you have to move on. Everybody has to move on collectively for the place where live news happens in real time now happens elsewhere. You have to be part of that move um, for that to happen. Um, also, I think it's just kind of like, odd again i keep bringing this up like every episode that like journalists are staying on there because it's like can you really fairly report on twitter and elon can your out outlet fairly report on him because it's like uh you know he banned the elon jet account and other accounts that have been critical of him um like i don't know if you're getting exactly you're not your your information is not being fairly published and and elon's kind of like your editor uh in a way when it gets put on twitter i just think it's kind of well, an also odd like it's to... like you know even if you're the greatest journalist in history you're still like courting danger by like posting your shit on twitter and then the people that see that the immediate first shit they're going to see underneath that is going to be responses from elon bootlicking paid goons just being like no maybe all muslims should be killed actually Mm-hmm. And here's why. And it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Well, sick. I'm so glad that you got to post your really insightful think piece on Islamophobia just to have the next 400 comments underneath it that anyone is going to be able to read because who's going to scroll for two minutes to get to the real stuff. It's just going to be paid goon bootlicks agreeing with the worst aspects of humanity. So, you know, how about just, I, I know it sucks and it's annoying and it might affect your bottom line, but maybe fuck off from Twitter. I don't know. I'm just the guy who already did that. What do I know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's like one of the things that's really annoying about Twitter now is that you basically have the... Uh, if you get big, if you actually make it to the point where you have some level of, of having a real platform beyond Twitter where like you're seen on TV maybe once every month or so, or you've published a book or two and stuff like that. So once you actually have the ability to actually have a platform... Twitter is so goddamn worthless for you because your only two options are either, either A, um, not allow people to reply, which basically just means you're 
making a Substack post pretty much. It's really no different than any other sort of non-interactive form of social media. Or you have to post and then watch your post immediately be attacked by those fucking piranhas. Immediately be attacked by all these fucking shitheel weasels who are going to just call you a deep state shill. They're going to call you a piece of shit. They're going to uh, promote whatever racist misogynies, hatred, bigotry that you were lashing out against. It's, it's really a no win game. I truly don't understand how anyone who, if you, if you actually have an alternative where you can get any eyeballs to you, I don't understand why you're on Twitter at all. I just truly don't understand it because there's no there's no win there's no win with a post on twitter it's you're just fucking uh, kicking a hornet's nest full of shitheads and and it's and you can literally just have a website hey guys this is my website just go to my website don't because god god twitter sucks so much it's it's okay and for the record, well, like I, I'll, I'll, I'll defend Mike's honor and say that I know that Mike, Mike Reigns is on Twitter still. Uh, but Mike Reigns likes, like, you have to go where the shit heels are if you want to be able to poke them with a stick to get them to fight you online. So, if, <laughs> if, if anybody has a, if anybody has a leg to stand on, I guess it's kind of Mike Reigns. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, like, okay, so the, I, I, I believe I'm not overreaching when I say I speak for the show will be say that uh trying to charge for twitter is stupid it, it would have been stupid back when twitter was good it's certainly stupid now that twitter sucks so uh don't know don't why pay. don't know why you would do that don't know why anybody would pay uh if i find out you're doing it i'm going to judge you uh hashtag bring back gatekeeping uh okay <laughs> uh so moving on next boost topic uh we have a we have a, a Tim Ballard correction from a from a listener that can't be right. First of all, that implies we have listeners. And second of all, that implies we were wrong. And I'm not convinced either of these things are true. Yeah. Uh, so I had a listener uh, uh, tell me that I got a little bit of the Tim Ballard story wrong from last week because he didn't go you to fuck. A... <laughs> How dare you? Are you spreading? Are you spreading disinformation? I did. I spread. I spread disinformation. Yeah. The way I on Twitter with that yeah. sort of disinfo spread, you fuck. Yes, that's me. I'm the worst. I totally... And I did this intentionally. I wanted to get this wrong in order to sow discord amongst people. That's that was, that's my only lot. Sometimes only... disinformation is necessary. I heard yeah. that once. I'm very much like you that way. Me and Ron Watkins are pretty much the same person. But um, they wanted to bring it to my attention that uh, Tim Ballard, he employed his psychics on failed expeditions to save children. He did not employ a psychic to declare that he would one day be senator and then president and then basically the right hand of Christ. Uh, actually, what he did was he would go to get ketamine treatments, which I guess means just getting fucked up on ketamine. He would and go do drugs. Okay. <laughs> he would go do drugs and then have a scribe come with him and he would talk to the dead prophet Nephi and... As after he would talk to the dead prophet Niffy, he would issue these prophecies that the scribe would then write down, and that the scribe wrote down that he, th those prophecies that he got from the dead prophet Niffy were that he would become senator, president, and then ultimately the Mormon prophet, and to usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, well, dude, eggs on our face. We thought that it was just some bunk psychic that gave him the prediction that he was going to be. But it was actually a scribe. But it, it was well, no, it was a scribe on his editing trips. The prophecies. <laughs> Of a dead prophet. Yes. Dead prophet Nerfy or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry that we put out the wrong information and said it was a psychic and not a ketamine trip inscribe. 
Yes. What I, year what, is what, this? What, 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 what terror are we in? I was like, man, we riffed pretty hard on that. So it is kind of a bummer that if that never happened, because I was worried Mike was, was going to be like, a psychic never said that. You know who really said that was nobody. That was not a thing. But no, it turns out that it was just, the correction is that shit is even more buck wild than you could have imagined. I love this listener. Thank you, listener. Yeah, thank you. I mean, hey, I don't mind any sort of correction, you know? If you're willing, like, we're going to get a lot of shit wrong, because again, we're a comedy show, not like a news show. But We're just kind of talking. <laughs> Uh, if people want to correct us, then, uh, you know, they, they fucking bully on you. Uh, yeah. Mike is a sellout and can be found on Twitter at Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. Oh, and I have here uh, I have here another correction. Uh, it turns out that Tim Ballard is not uh, uh, a, a pedophile. He's an ephephophile. Uh, yeah. so, uh, he issued that correction. Yeah, at Ballard.Tim, uh, our listener. Please get it right. Okay. So, yeah, sorry. I, I apologize for your predilections. Comedy yeah. show. Comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the correction, actual listener. Uh, that's hilarious. It's it, like, again, just when you That's my favorite. Thing. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the listener is Brian Schott. I be, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get a uh, uh, Schott happens. He follows us. So. I, man, what a name. Schott happens. There we go. Excellent. Well, well, well done. The Schott happens. <laughs> Uh, and uh, speaking of just when you thought a thing couldn't get crazier, it's time for everybody's favorite boosh segment, sub-segment of the week, and that's Haley's Arizona Craziness Corner. Uh, Haley, what's going on in the world of Arizona madness this week? Is this really people's favorite? I don't think it is. It's people's <laughs> favorite, baby. I, I think, it, I mean, you certainly bring more, like, listeners to the show than I'd like. When you showed up, you had, like, an install base of people that want to hear what you say. I showed up. I came. I, I crept out of the shadows <laughs> yeah. as a nobody, and then yeah. I elevated myself to still a nobody. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. We love you. Yes. Thank you, L fans. We love you more. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I do love our listeners, but I mean, like, I, like when I abandoned my mighty four hundred and fifty ish followers on Twitter because I'm a hero, I gave them all away, and only <laughs> twenty of them followed me to Blue Sky. So now I now I have a platform of twenty people on my. Come on, follow on everybody. Blue Sky. Yeah. Ask me for a code. I mean, for honestly, most of it, most of it's currently I, I spend bitching about how Blue Sky is just full of furries, and I'm not really a furry, so I'm just like mad confused as to why that. That's was why you're not getting followers because you're pissing off the key base. Was Blue Sky <laughs> a furry thing before it? it, it <laughs> I don't know. You like the new Twitter because clicking on wanna, too much furry stuff. I don't want to trample on their space if that's like literally how that went down. But like at the same time, like dude, Tumblr has been a thing for a mad long time, and I don't think that Blue Sky is like furry haven. So I don't know why my discover page is just a bunch of furry cocks. <laughs> like literally just dude just like here's my latest piece and it's just like a giant muscly fox just spray ropes of jizz like all over some slightly smaller muscular cat and I'm just like every other post really and then it's just like oh sweet sandwich in between that it's just like here's my take on Israel and I'm just like all right this guy's fucking. This is the craziest fucking site I've ever been on. This shit is like a fever dream. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, Arizona craziness. <laughs> I had to run the podcast. We're ranting about Blue Sky. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> I, I want to love Blue Sky. I really do. Like, like I want the people to go there to make it great. And the, the, the furries are invited, but I mean, just it's not. It's not your place. Anyway, <laughs> it is. It's fine. It is your place, furries. I love you. Um, anyways, Arizona, this is, um, I mean, it's, this is a comedy podcast, but, um, everybody knows Turning Point USA, right? I've talked about that a lot. Charlie Kirk's organization slash 
you know hate, hate group we could call it a hate group it's technically not tracked as a hate group by like the southern poverty law center but i think they should probably get a little update on that um it's headquartered here in arizona so unfortunately we get the brunt of turning point usa nonsense charlie has a big fancy mansion here that's like in a gated country club you know community where it costs like half a million dollars a year to just be part of the country club um so you know he's uh living the high life in arizona but he so all of his like goons come here to you know make tiktoks and kiss the ring (laughs) kiss the ring uh you know his wife is like a former miss arizona um who used who worked for turning point usa there's like legislators here who worked for turning point usa and then moved on to office so we got to deal with like a lot of them um they run front lines now which is kind of like just a right wing i'm gonna confront you or go film like protests and make it look scary on the timeline uh kind of content um it used to be drew hernandez that was the frontline like filmographer he's the guy who he got footage during the when kyle rittenhouse murdered those people um so he got kind of famous after the trial because he was part of the trial and part of that big Kyle Rittenhouse rally that was here, sponsored by Turning Point USA. Um, so he's moved on to bigger and better things, like yelling on Rumble and being incredibly racist on there. Um, now it's this guy, Kalen D'Almeida, who used to work with Andy No, um, and, you know, similar content, just like, let's go find a leftist with blue hair and put her on the timeline and uh, she'll be doxxed into oblivion and that'll be fun. Right. Um, so he's been here. Blue hair. Loser. Mm-hmm. You get doxxed. You, you, if you blew your locks, you're getting doxxed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's the, that's the, and you know, tagline. Um, yes. and, um, so Kaylin's been here, like kind of making con like quote unquote content for turning point usa where it's just like i'm gonna go find a professor that does drag and harass him and call him a pedophile and then put it online or i'm gonna go do that at a school board meeting or whatever so that's how he's getting content here well they went a little too far this last week they tried to do that at arizona state university which is like the yeah it's the biggest uh like college here in arizona um and they're and home of the fighting. They're home of the the shocker. The, the, uh, is, is that really is is there really is their logo really the shocker? That, that's that's when we have games. They we they they this is the this is how they do it. This oh, is that, the, I mean, honestly, I'd much I'd much rather that than the racist shit that goes down with like the people that are still rocking the tomahawk chop. You it's know, like sun devils, and it's supposed to be like a pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. I, yeah, it's I, not I, a shocker. Yeah. Um. So anyway, there's a professor there who, he's incredibly popular. He is actually, like, in the English department, so a lot of students get him. But he also has, like, classes on LGBTQ studies because he is one of the co-founders of Drag Story Hour here in Arizona, which is, like, Turning Point USA's, like, we must, we must destroy him. We must gay bash him, which is what happened. They 
came to the school and they met him outside of his classroom and they didn't introduce themselves. They weren't like, hey, we're with Frontlines, we're, we're reporters. They were just like, hey, David. And they like walked up all tough and they were like, why do you like little boys? Why do you want to turn this country into a country where we sodomize little boys? And they're like bumping into him off the pathway while he's trying to get to like his car. They met him outside his classroom. And um, David puts his hands up. Professor David Boyles puts his hands up to like block the camera out after they've been like harassing him for like five minutes straight. And Kaylin D'Almeida straight up from behind body tackles the professor and knocks him to the ground, cuts his head open. They take off. They fled the scene because they were, you know, they did something legal. Um, <laughs> the, 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 filming filming your battery of someone is great. A great tactic legally. Mm -hmm. uh, there was also overhead footage from, like, the campus that just, it, it got every angle. Like, these guys, like, straight bodied this professor. Um, and, you know, Charlie Kirk immediately, like, posted the video but cut out the end they cut out the part where the professor gets tackled and they're like oh when, when he assaulted us when the professor assaulted us the wire in our camera cut and it just it we could there's no more footage and it's like wire in your camera what fucking year is this <laughs> um and yeah when you see the like overhead footage from like the asu police department like, you can see that they're still recording after the incident. They just cut it because, like, they fucking assaulted on a professor. Well, they, they didn't know that the wire was broken. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I, I I often, when my iPhone's camera fritzes out, I go, oh, man, the wires. The wires in my iPhone. Like, yeah. And I just got to jiggle it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Kirk's going on, like, you know, he's he's full on, like, oh, what, what Kalen did was correct. He was just exercising his right as a reporter to ask questions and uh he was like the the claims that 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 he assaulted this professor a total lie i think he's jesse smalletting the whole incident like there's like multiple fucking footage there's footage of it and you also know? that would imply that he paid the dude who tackled him or whatever yeah <laughs> just yeah. as well it did just as well it had he, he paid to organize that whole thing allegedly and uh, then they were also like it's not a hate crime but look at him he's in a dress this guy's wearing a dress like kirk kept saying that like this mm, person that was how he worded it he was like mm, person he's wearing a dress like you know we're allowed to we're allowed to hate crime i'm right he's in a fucking dress oh man the, the, I, like a lot of conservatives, they, they don't want the smoke that they're asking for. With they're just like, hey, if you look, if you look away that I deem to be stupid, I get to punch you. It's just I know. Like, oh boy, I've seen a lot of goony Republicans. I'd like to tune up just for looking real dumb. Look, <laughs> look yeah. at his face. Exactly. How about every <laughs> Nazi? You know, outside of their uniforms, those people always just look like stupid, punchable goons. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's go ahead and finally transition from our, our Bush segment, uh, to our headline news segment for the week, shall we? It's time for Q's in the news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's Q's in the news. Now our listeners at home, they might be thinking, man, that Bush segment, that took like a hundred fucking years. Like why even bother having a pre-headline news segment if we're just going to talk about that all show? And, uh, sometimes that just happens because we let it get away from us, but this week it's sort of on purpose. 
because for those of you who are alive and on Earth, you might notice that the headlines this week have been dominated by a bunch of horrible shit transpiring uh, in and around the Middle East between Israel and uh, Palestine slash Hamas. Uh, and we're just not really super qualified to talk about that. And also, there's not really a Q angle to it, aside from the stuff we've already discussed last week. Maybe so, next week there will be. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But this week we just sort of wanted to avoid it. And uh, so there, there's not like a ton of news to discuss, but there are a couple of juicy tidbits that we're going to get into. And of course, the biggest non-war uh, between Hamas and uh, Israel news in the United States this week is centered around our good boy, Jim Jordan. What a good boy. What a good boy in his windmill slam dunk entry uh, as House Speaker. He just, he, he nailed it and crushed it, and they're moving on. And for the victory lap, I'll throw it over to Mike Rains. Mike, how does it feel for the conservatives to have achieved such a great and decisive victory with Jim Jordan in the seat as the Speaker? Uh, it hasn't happened yet for him, and not looking like it will. So, yeah, our boy Jim Jordan, we just finished the second vote as of this recording, and he managed to get under 200 votes this time for Speaker. Uh, he basically could not lose more than four Republicans in order to not lose this vote. And he managed to go from losing 20 of them to losing 22 of them this time around. As, as people start to remember who he is. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So it, um, basically the, the, the big thing you need to know about Jim Jordan is that a, he's not a legislator. Like he doesn't legislate. He has no bills passed in, the, in his 16 years in Congress. He literally exists only to run to Fox News and to talk shit about liberals and to grandstand in hearings and not wear a suit jacket and all that good stuff. And beyond beyond his uh, sparkling lack of legislation and actual work at his job, we also have the fact that he is most famous for the fact that he probably covered up massive sexual assault on in Ohio state because uh there was a doctor uh, named Richard Strauss and um and Richard Strauss uh basically assaulted literally every uh ath- male athlete that was in his field of vision during his long time at Ohio state and there are many uh, wrestlers who are on the team that Jim Jordan was an assistant coach of who claimed they went to Jim Jordan and was like, yo, dude, this guy is doing some shit. This is unacceptable what this uh, doctor is doing in his quote unquote treatments of us. And according to those wrestlers, uh, Jim Jordan just uh, swept this under the rug. He just ignored them. And what makes this super wild is again, this is, basically the main thing jim jordan's known for if you don't like him you, if you like him he's because he owns the libs and he talks and he's loud and yelly but um when he was nominated uh in the first vote for speaker uh the woman that nominated him was like jim jordan's heart scrabble life is one where he has learned lots of tough lessons throughout all his years from this place to that place to the wrestling mat and when she said the term the wrestling mat, you could literally hear a bunch of Democrats gasping and going, oh, wow, really? You're going to bring up Jim Jordan's time as a wrestler and a wrestling coach as a positive for the man? Holy shit. And so, yeah, this 
This is wild. Uh, also, Jim Jordan went to Donald Trump for a pardon. He uh, was part of the when Donald Trump told uh, his minions, just say we won the election. Me and the Republicans will figure out how to make that work. He listed Jim Jordan as, quote unquote, a fighter. Uh, Jim Jordan refuses to acknowledge that Joe Biden is the duly elected president of the United States, which we'll have to run through the Dramatria machine to see what that means. But um, basically, this guy is just a MAGA extremist. He's part of the Freedom Caucus with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. Uh, They might kick Marjorie out, I don't remember. But basically, this guy's a nutball of the highest order. And the fact that Republicans are even nominating him is terrifying. But uh, enough Republicans have said no. This guy is going to kill us if we make him the speaker. Uh, he's never fundraised a penny in his life. He's in an ultra-safe red district, so he'll never have to know what a competitive race is like. And basically, the money people in the Republican Party are just like, no, we don't trust him. He'll cost us all the Biden districts we won in 2022. Hard pass on this guy. So he's crashing and burning. This is excellent. Uh, QAnon is furious. He's their boy, which, again, he's mostly known for covering up sexual assault. And QAnon is all about saving the children and the satanic criminal pedophiles that run the world. And it's like, no, uh, then you should hate Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan's literally a pedophile enabler. He's literally a sexual assault, uh, someone who's in favor of that. He let a guy sexually assault. Uh, I believe I, I believe that the article I read said that he over 150 incidents of him molesting or otherwise inappropriately touching someone and 41 rapes that this, that uh, Richard Strauss was accused of by the independent commissions that investigated into this. Uh, Strauss committed suicide in, in, in 2006, I believe. So that's why he was never brought to justice. So, uh, but yeah, it's really wild that the people that care so much about that stuff love themselves some Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan, their man for the job. So yeah. Uh, he just tells it how it is, you know? Yes, yeah. And the, uh, the the one last funny thing in all of this is that there are QAnon promoters out there who are holding out hope that all this all this whirly gigging and fuzzy buzzing is just uh, a way to sneak Donald Trump into the speakership at some ill-defined point that in another week or two, America is going to be like, oh, man, who can finally win the speakership? Who will save us from this discord? And in we'll stroll our orange daddy and Speaker Trump is going to happen. So, yeah, it's um, it's all good for these people. It's all good for everybody. America is doing great. Again, I, I, I love those people that think that Donald Trump would accept a downgrade, like he that, that he would show back up and be in politics for a demotion. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mike, <laughs> you should be speaker. Oh, I, I nominate myself to be speaker. Uh it, Seconded, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't really I care. <laughs> Motion carries. Mike Reigns. Mike for speaker. I, I, my first act would be to resign and, and somehow appoint Akeem Jeffries to speakership. Because that's he actually wants the job, so God bless, give it to him. But, but yeah, I just... It, this is so funny that these people... The old saying was these these idiots could fuck up a two car parade, but they really can. They really are doing it. Like this is what about, this is one of our one of our mutual friends, uh, one of our group chats, like like put it in a pretty succinct way, where it's just like conservative, like Republicans don't seem to realize that they're in, that they're like in a two party, like their one party has become two parties now, and they just haven't woken up to that fact yet. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, this is something that is like so funny when people are like, I hate that America is a two party system. We need multiple parties and blah, blah, blah. And it's like two part. The two party system is literally what L and L and our friends said. You do have a bunch of different parties inside the parties. Like uh, I'm, there are milk toast centrist Democrats in the Democrat Party, and then you have AOC, and you have hard leftists. But the whole point is that in order to actually govern, those smaller parties have to get together and form coalitions, and that's basically what we have on both sides. But right now, the MAGA, co- the the Republican coalition is between like quote-unquote moderate Republicans and MAGA Republicans, and they're figuring out that they actually can't coexist. They actually cannot work together. We have this uh, Congressman Buck who's going on Fox News every five minutes, and he's just like, until one of these pricks admits Biden won the election, I ain't voting for none of them. And it's like, guess what, Congressman Buck? You're never going to get a speaker you want then, because holy shit. The idea that anyone running for speaker would admit to the fact that Joe Biden won the election? What are you on, Mars? Are you out of your fucking mind, buddy? I mean, the actual crazy pills our country is on, where that, that is a point of contention. Three years into Joe Biden's presidency, <laughs> we have other lawmakers that have been elected by the people that will just refuse to acknowledge that he won that election. They're just like, <laughs> no, that didn't happen. And it's just like, okay, yeah, this is great. super. This is super great. And once again, I'm really jazzed about the electoral college, and I think it's super great that my vote counts for exactly as much as a lot of other people's. Like, just kidding. It votes for all. It counts for a lot less because yeah. I don't live in Wisconsin or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, that I mean, that's basically gonna be our uh, our new our new Kickstarter project. We'll be just moving me and L to Arizona so we can just force multiply our votes along with Ailey so that we can help Biden carry Arizona and thus the presidency. <laughs> I just checked my my blue sky and look who just followed me a furry account. <laughs> of course they did. It's oh, a sexy done. furry. It's a sexy yeah. buff furry. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not kidding. Like those people, they're very, they're very entitled on that website. They seem to, they, 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 they seem to think that that is their personal dog park or whatever. Look at the banner; it's really buff. Oh, and again, if that is what that site used to be for, if anybody would like to educate me to that fact and point me to some receipts, I'll be happy to leave the platform because I'm not a furry and I don't care about. I don't think text. it was. I think it just started. No. It's new. No. It's in beta still. It's it was never. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. and, and dude, being liberal means hedging your bets a lot, and being willing to admit when you're wrong, and just being like, "Hey, if I'm if I'm fucking it up, tell me, and I'll and I'll apologize." Yeah, but also like, I'm not liberal enough to the point where I'm just like, "I'm sorry, I think furries are fucking weird. I think you're fucking weird. I think a lot of stuff is weird. I'm not telling you to do. I'm not. I'm, I'm not you furry listeners. I also support them. I fucking be weird, but like, look, don't act like it's normal. Like, you know what I mean." <laughs> Own, own, own your kink is what you're saying. <laughs> also, for the record, I don't see a lot of furry art. Uh, all Not the furry all furries art. are doing it for sexual reasons. Some just want to be dogs. I mean, that's your opinion. <laughs> uh, and you know, and you're entitled to it, and I love that opinion for you. But let's just say it's not shared by 100% of the people on the show. 1,000%. But... I mean, and, and part of that is what I'm getting into is like, I don't see a lot of furry art that's not just like giant shredded, like the Adonis's 
the most pinnacle like like i don't see a lot those people don't seem to really care about representing body types a lot of the way they're like this is my daddy furry and it's like fat thor where it just leaves her hemsworth wearing a fucking fat suit like just like it's 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 chris hemsworth with a punch he's so fat shut up <laughs> if it if it wasn't a sex thing you'd be fucking drawing ugly furries i don't see ugly furries ever just a fucking uggos show me some uggo furries with little dicks <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There's your call to action on yeah. Blue Sky. Let's have some more representation uh, of the yeah. furries. I, I I think uh, Frederick Brennan's uh, fursona is pretty uh, like he's out of sh- it's a it's a heavy set furry. So Frederick Brennan do- actually does. There we go, dude. If you're about that life, then bad respect. You know what I mean? But like, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. if it's not a sexual thing, then why are all of them just why why are all of them shooting huge ropes of just like jizz <laughs> all over my feed? <laughs> Where, 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 where are these wholesome furries? Zootopia? You ever seen Zootopia? That's a furry movie. I saw Zootopia, but what makes it a furry is the fact that people see it and they want to fuck those characters. <laughs> I know. I watched it as a Disney movie because it was about talking animals. And then what changes a Disney movie to a furry movie? Guys want to fuck it. Internet. <laughs> I've actually never seen it, and I can't because I've only seen the worst horrors of Zootopia. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I've I've seen that incredibly in depth, crazy Zootopia fan fiction with like, yeah, I mean, I've comic? seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, but yeah. like you know, like it, it's it, it, and that, it's incredible, like in terms of like art, <laughs> artistry, but it's also just really strange. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe Blue Sky is the furry is the furry social media platform because we can't seem to talk about one without talking about the other. Uh, okay, <laughs> let, 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 let's get into our last news topic for the week because it's a real small one uh, relative to all the other stuff, and that is making Trump gag. I mean, sorry, Trump has a gag order. Uh, I think I don't know. Uh, it just says gag and Trump here. My grades. What's up with my, what's up with gag and Trump? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so when uh, not uh, not talking about Republicans eating their young and admitting to the fact that Republicans are adrenochrome junkies and also babbling incoherently about uh, the terrorist organization Hamas, which is, I believe, a food and not an actual terrorist organization. Uh, Donald Trump has been uh, has been hit with a gag order by by the judge in the January 6th case because Trump would not stop talking shit about the judge, about Jack Smith, about all kinds of people. So basically, the judge was just like, look, you can talk shit about general topics because we'll weed out the that problem when we select the jury. We'll figure that out. That won't be that big of a deal. But except for Mike Pence, who's running against you and therefore is a fair political target for you, you're not allowed to talk shit about any witnesses and you're not allowed to talk shit about Jack Smith or me or anyone else involved in the prosecution of you. And while this was all going on, Trump's lawyers were just like, oh, yeah, by the by, uh, we would really appreciate it if you would move this uh, case to after the election. And the judge response to that was no. Uh, that will not happen. This trial will start in March of 2024. That is a firm deadline that we're going to get. I believe it's March 4th, 2024. So it's like a hard, she's like, she was not moving off that deadline. Like the case will happen on that date. You Mark the count- calendars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell world going to New York. <laughs> yeah, let's take a trip. 
Yeah, we'll get we'll get press passes. We'll be mm-hmm. we'll be we'll be credentialed. We'll be credentialed in the in the courtroom yeah, I'll, until they listen to even a single episode of the show. They're just like, "Wow, you guys say on your show all the time that you're comedy show and you, you're not journalists, so no press pass for you." You know, I've I've had an article. I've had articles before. Okay, I've I've written for Talking Points. Memo, but, 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 but that's okay. Haley. That's Haley, okay. independent of Hellworld. Haley yeah. can get a press pass. Hellworld yeah. cannot. No, I'll use yeah. my um one article <laughs> credentials my one my one official article credentials to be like excuse me these guys are with me I'll, I'll hey, well, that, well that's all these fucking news websites want to do it for us the reader you know they're just like here's yeah. your one article after that you gotta pay yeah. you guys could be my muscle we'll just pretend you're my security absolutely oh god i i have to wear an earpiece at work i'll do that i'll, <laughs> I'll wear a suit i'll have an earpiece in yeah, I'll, I'll be i'll be part of your muscle absolutely yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I be can I be your fat instead? Because it's sort of for my wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 this is Mike, he's my muscle, and this is L, he's my fat. <laughs> How's it going? My yin and my yang. <laughs> and, then, and, and, and then whenever I walk, it just makes a tuba sound. <laughs> yeah, so we'll um I've seen QAnon promoters. Um basically they've been Photoshopping angry t- Trump tweets, calling Jack Smith a thug or a motherfucker or whatever, and they're like, "Boss, we know that you can't say these things, so we'll say them for you. We got your back, Trump. We got your back, Daddy." And uh, the funniest thing in that uh, order was, Trump is not allowed to repost any of these uh, negative comments either. So if someone else talks shit, Trump hit, can't hit the retruth button. He's it bookmarking put- so hard right now. <laughs> Uh, someone, someone, uh, someone cataloged it yesterday, and, I, and at some point last night, in two hours, he posted forty-one times on Truth Social. Uh, Orange Daddy was going through some things last night. He was he was getting a lot off his chest. Doom scrolling, doom scrolling in bed on the pillow. I get it. Yeah, just like a fucking get like half empty gallon of ice cream. The spoon's still stuck in it. McDonald's <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, stickily scrolling through his phone with his like chubby little fingers, being like, oh, "I'm gonna get him so hard when I'm not getting gagged." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The moment he gets convicted, he's just gonna lose his shit. He's just gonna like walk out of the courtroom and screaming and yelling. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be like that crazy court transcript that uh, Justin Roiland did the voice the Rick and Morty voices for back before he got canceled and shot into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that one. That was that was solid. Uh, that was like the state of Georgia versus the guy that was a, a soft set. It was great. Yeah, I mean it, it's great, but you know it's 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 never it's never going to top that that guy that guy ranting and raving about his limp penis. <laughs> I don't know why I've been thinking about that guy's limp penis all morning. Um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's move on from our uh, crummy news segment because our news segment is always crummy because the news is always crummy uh, into our mailbag segment, which is always great because our listeners are great. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Would you like to receive my limp penis? <laughs> no. Was that so, the first question? Uh, yes, that's a, it's, it's for it's for me by way of that crazy guy getting arrested talking <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> well, wasn't that the Australian guy? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 
Marvelous job, sir. Excellent. <laughs> just, I'm ranting and raving about how they touched his limp penis. <laughs> okay. Yeah, anyways. Uh, Existential Dreads, uh, b- uh, former guest host of the show, and uh, still does that. Was still, I know that name. Yeah, she's a good egg. Um, she asks, given that Rorschach was a conservative but had strong moral principles, what would his take on the current state of conservatives be uh, in America be? He would be so, in the Patriot Front. Yeah, he would. He would absolutely. I, I feel like it's pretty obvious that Rorschach would hate transgenderism way more than he would hate anything the conservatives have going on. He, he would. He would hate that shit. He would not be about that life, dude. <laughs> he didn't even no, like. He didn't even like regular sex work. Be an, uh, I'm try to like tell him that like keeper. gender is a spectrum. Get the fuck out of here. He'd be throwing the at everybody. Sobsit type. <laughs> Probably try to part of some. Weird Christian identity church slash Slavsit church that hands out weird paperwork to people. You know, the problem is that R- Rorschach <laughs> is like in a lot of ways like the the ultimate the ultimate super villain in terms of like you know he's just he's an actual conservative lunatic with convictions and the skills to do some stuff. So it's just yeah, like, no, I don't want I don't want no part of that life. No, I, I, I want I want all of my spineless I I, I want all of my morally dubious people to be spineless and convictionless. Yeah, I feel I really feel like Rorschach would be would hate Trump, but he also would just be like, even because Trump wasn't extreme enough for him. He would think mm-hmm. that Trump was like a petty con man that was a bullshitter. And he'd probably be a Rorschach would probably be a griper. He'd probably be like <laughs> like Nick Fuentes, I like the cut of that kid's jib. He kind of gets it. So I mean like I just feel Fuentes like... likes children though. He he likes teenagers. He wants a child bride. So oh, yeah. I think Rorschach might turn Rorschach him into would a... Yeah, Rorschach, Rorschach, Rorschach would hate Trump. Trump, oh, yeah. Trump 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 had Trump had an extramarital affair with a porn star. Rorschach Maybe he'd be in the RFK. Rorschach's eternal monologue would just be like <laughs> President, president sleeps with hookers. Men can be women now. Fucking <laughs> Like it's just like okay, gotcha, cool, good stuff. I, I'm, I'm glad that this is one of the many characters that every 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 white man that I hate like idolizes right up there with the fucking Joker. Yeah, let's I can see. just feel him giving a speech at like a low, you know, low attended Oathkeeper offshoot event. At like a church that only basically exists to host the Oathkeeper events. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and he's just really to... ranting like he's about to initiate the Second Civil War, but it's just like there's like like ten dudes in there, and they, it's just they're all homies. Yeah, it's, it's also important to realize to remember that like in the comic book Rorschach, like because of his crazy mental health issues and his political leanings, like is also essentially just completely homeless, just like <laughs> like a destitute like just street person uh but that's in the comic book the watchman which takes place in the 80s and you know was written tongue-in-cheek and you know all that stuff like Rorschach today he would he would be given a platform they'd be like dude we don't care about your crazy mental health issues dog like get on that stage you preached all these blonde women and white men that you fucking hate would tell what you hate buddy hey yo here's your platform Oh, oh, God. Uh, Rorschach would get a tongue bath from Glenn Greenwald about his uh, awesome documentary he just made. Oh, man. Rorschach would just be so there. Yeah, it'd be great. Him him and Chris Rufo talking about how they're going to like get rid of critical race theory. Get a cut he on a hot definitely mic. definitely have a blue check mark right now. Yes. Oh, for sure. You get cut on a hot mic talking about throwing people out of windows. You know, when, yeah. you, when you're rich, they let you do it. 
<laughs> yeah, so I hope you didn't have any hope for Rorschach there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry if you're a yeah. fan. Yeah. Uh, Look, I mean, hey, it, like, I, I can't imagine that existential dreadlocks loves Rorschach. Uh, I yeah. mean, maybe, maybe the character design, but I don't think, like, I mean, it, it would be really weird for any of our liberal pals to just be like, you know whose views I really love? Rorschach from Watchmen. <laughs> I heard yeah. he was part of the plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. So, <laughs> yeah. <know. laughs> uh, so, thank you for the question. Uh, Pan- <laughs> Pancake Peasant asks, may we please have your review of Gendry Tarkovsky's work? If any of you don't know who that is, please share your How fucking dare you? No, Accus- no, no. Accusing me of not knowing who Gendry Tarkovsky is. <laughs> That that wasn't the that wasn't the question. That was I know. Me. I know oh, that wasn't me shouting you down. That was me shouting down the listener. How dare you, listener? Of course I love Gindy Tartakovsky because I have two eyeballs attached to a brain and also attached to a heart. Uh Gindy Tartakovsky is one of the greatest living Western animators. His visual uh his his eye for like visual like storytelling is sort of incomparable in a lot of ways, to the point where I don't mind uh his sort of more commercially friendly work uh, for your, your hotel Transylvanias uh, so long as I can continue to get primals. Um, yeah, I, I, I love the man. I, I think that uh, I think his strongest work is probably Samurai Jack, even though I think the ending was a tremendous cop out and tried to have it too many ways when they really just needed to pick an ending. Uh, but I still think Samurai Jack is probably his magnum opus. Although I think my favorite top to bottom thing that he did might be Clone Wars might be the the Gindy Tartakovsky Clone Wars animated stuff because I think it might be the best Star Wars fiction ever. Anyway, Powerpuff I, Girls. I love Gindy Tartakovsky. <laughs> That's all I have yeah. to say. I love the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, I think he was just like a producer on that, right? Yeah, it says he was a director, a writer, a recording director, and a storyboard artist. Okay, so. yeah, I knew he wasn't like uh, he 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 didn't have his hand for like all the way on the on the wheel on that one. Well, I do it? like the Powerpuff Girls though. That's about it. Was that crack the Kraken? I don't like too much stuff, but I do love the Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls are great. Dude, I'm I'm a Buttercup. For those who are wondering, if you were wondering, listeners. They... <laughs> I, I'm all about Mojo Jojo. He made oh, me yeah, dude. Life. I had a Mojo Jojo scooter when I was a kid. Dude, That's... I'm all about him. Oh, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. I, remember, I remember, like, even at the time watching it and just being like, damn, this is this is progressive shit. I'm just like, I'm like, one of their bad guys is literally a cross-dressing Satan. Demon. Yeah, what the fuck? A fabulous yeah, demon. Yeah, can. Yeah, good. yeah a, 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 we have a queer coded Satan as a character in this show. This is like very interesting. Also, in the movie, or I can't remember if it was the movie or just one of the episodes, but they, 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 they go into the future at one point, or like, you know, they, they go into a dystopian future where one of their bad guys has taken over the world. It's for the wording, it's him. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, I did it. I, I made you guys disappear that I took over while you were gone. Anyway. Uh, Gendy Tartakovsky is great. Highly recommend uh, most, if not all, of this stuff. You know, even the first Hotel Transylvania movie is actually pretty good. The the other ones are like, you know, they they just they sort of are what they are. But I, I feel like the first one actually has a pretty good goofs in it. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, thank you for the question, and also sorry for your condemnation from L because uh, L's on point with his anima- animation knowledge. Um, Eric supports the current thing. asks QAnon seems like it was on the decline until the pandemic gave too many people too much free time. Do you think the QAnon could still go away, or has it reached a critical mass at this point where it will just keep growing and absorbing new conspiracy theories? Kind of both. I- is my answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, what QAnon as it's, as what it is currently has the shelf life of Donald Trump, but conspiracy theories, distrusting the mainstream media, creating an alternate narrative almost immediately after any story gets published. That sort of mentality is not going to go away at any time now. People like Alex Jones, right-wing grifters of that ilk, like Glenn Beck, Stu Peters, all these shit weasels, they now know that this is a thing that people want. They know that there is a market for immediate disinformation after something happens. School shooting happens, false flag. Mass shooting somewhere in America, false flag. Uh, America, is uh, there's a war involved and America's on one side, support the other side. Just... All that kind of knee-jerk contrarianism where you just react opposite to what everybody else is doing is now something that's just going to be out there for forever. And the people that, in like in like five, ten years, the people that believed in QAnon are going to believe in whatever that sort of knee-jerk contrarianism is. Whatever that, uh, it's the, his, uh, his handle was uh, Eric supports the current thing. Supporting the current thing is like a meme. It's an insult that QAnon and right wingers use against people. And there's like the, the meme right now is uh, COVID, the, an, an NPC, which is a Wojak meme that means this person is not a real person. They're like a non player character from a video game. So the NPC character is wearing a mask and has a vaccine sticking out of their arm. The next thing you know, the NPC has got a Ukrainian flag on the side of their head. The next thing you know, the NPC has an Israeli flag on the side of their head. And that's the the narrative is that there the media creates the current thing and then you the sheep support the current thing and we, point. the media is reporting on stuff that is happening i mean maybe that's <laughs> me i don't know yeah <laughs> be happening and it's yeah. different from the last thing that happened that's wild mm-hmm. yeah, yeah linear time fuck <laughs> what, what is this shit but, but, yeah. but i mean it makes sense right because at their heart conservatives are still fighting the same fight they've always been fighting right they're just like hey anything i could do to stop non-white non-straight non-cisgendered people from getting anything they want like any uh, oh and if they're poor fuck them too like these are the things that they have been fighting forever and they will never stop fighting it the border those people are brown i want no part of that forever that's just how they feel about it <laughs> yeah yeah so that is that so yeah something's gonna it, i these people in like five or so years are gonna be like, QAnon, i don't know what you're talking about but on the other hand and then you're gonna get into this stuff so like the relevancy of the q drops the relevancy of the quote-unquote military psyop to save the world all that kind of nonsense QAnon has already transitioned q from being like trump's right-hand man who was working to help like issue the 500,000 sealed indictments that were going to arrest everybody, send them to Gitmo to be executed, et cetera, et cetera. He's already been transitioned into a guru who was trying to wake us up and get us to see the truth, man. That was what Q was trying to do the whole time. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's only going to get worse with tit like, like, you know, 10 years from now, it's the, the, the 
next generation of the people that have stepped into the shoes of the QAnon grifter will just be like, Q was just a regular guy like you or me who just wanted to speak a little truth to power on the internet. And it was never a LARP about a military coup or any of that stuff. That's crazy. He was just a guy talking about how we prefer America to be, you know? Right. Despite the fact that you can go online and see that it started off as a military LARP and, you know, it was all about like putting Hillary Clinton in a military helicopter and flag her to Gitmo or whatever. They're going to be like, no way, man. He was just like a chill guy. He was just a chill blue collar guy like you or me. It was like, wasn't he supposed to have secret government clearance? And they're just like, nah, man, that was a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. The real military clearance was the friends we met along the way. Exactly. It's just so ridiculous. So, yeah, that's basically where that's all going. And uh, Clear Door Silvestri, the Hell World Grand Inquisitor, said if you had the votes to selectively have your nomination elected as Speaker of the House, who would you put in that position? And what is your secret ploy that justifies your insane choice? We've already talked about this this episode. We said Mike. Mike <laughs> is the Speaker. It's me! I'm Speaker! <laughs> when he's already got a plan to like put in Hakeem Jeffries, Jeffries or whatever, I personally don't approve of this plan. I think you should serve. <laughs> oh, I, I, if, if I was actually the Speaker and could wield that ridiculous amount of power, I would enjoy my one year as Speaker before I was summarily removed. But, but as, as America stared at me in a gogged horror as to who the fuck is this moron and why is he now the Speaker? And I just Only like, wear hey, jerseys. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hey, I I got the creamsicle Brady. I finally, finally, the moment Brady signed with Tampa Bay, I was like, oh, my God, they've got to make the the most hideous jersey in the history of the world with Tom Brady's name on it. And they finally did it this week. So even though the man never wore this jersey on the field, he wears it in spirit. And I immediately purchased it as soon as it came out. Because I was like, fuck, yes, I want the worst jersey of all time, celebrating the greatest player of all time. It's perfect. But, oh, yeah. say, if you want the worst jersey of all time, you could just have a Mac Jones jersey. <laughs> hey. <Yes. laughs> Crazy how bad that I don't is. Joke, but I, I don't know. Oh, he, he, he is the all you need to know is that the United States Patriots of New England were the greatest football team in the history of football teams for like 20 years, and everybody hated their guts. And now they're one of the worst, if not the worst team of football, and everyone is cheering. Yes. <laughs> Yep, every everyone now just points, looks down their nose and sn- and snickers at the Patriots, and they and they deserve it. We are the worst, we're the absolute worst. And, and the Friends. best part is, it's like so many of the uh, like because I I was a Patriots fan, like most people were before they got bad, and I don't care if people are like fair weather fan. Yeah, I it, I prefer teams that win. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's so weird that way. Uh, but like people are like uh, people will needle me. You know, my friends from like out of, out of the state or whatever will like try to needle me and just be like, hey, Patriots are pretty bad now, and I'm just like, yeah, they sure are. And they're just like, yeah, <laughs> yes, they totally Bob. Back. And I'm just like, yep. And it's like, it's so hard to get under my skin because it's just like, dude, we were the best for so long. There's so many titles. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I'm kind of, we got kind of sick of winning over here, dog. Like, yeah, somebody it, else do it for a minute. <laughs> we, we the, the Patriots fans actually live the Donald Trump dream of getting tired of winning. You're going to get so tired of winning. We're going to win so much. And it's like, yeah, we did. It actually happened. Yeah, we, we and, need this humility to make us care again. Yeah, and and much like Icarus, we got too close to the sun, and now we've crashed and burned, and that's just the end of it. And I honestly hope the Patriots don't win another game this season. We need a massive rebuild. We need high draft picks. Uh, to hell with the Patriots at this point. This, yeah, our- we should probably draft a new fucking coach in the first round, <laughs> am I right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> Uh, fire Belichick, all of it. I am strip it to the strip it down to the studs, and if you. 
if that's not good enough, rip the whole thing to the ground. So yeah, nuts to all that. So uh, that brings us to our final question as always, which is what are you guys looking forward to? I redownloaded Civilization Revolution for the Xbox 360 onto my Xbox Series S, and I'm going to play that. Good for wow. you. We got, we got you back on the CivRev. Uh, yeah, I saw, like, uh, for whatever reason, YouTube served me up a video of a guy playing CivRev, and I tried to watch it, and I was just like, this isn't that interesting. And I was just like, but it does give me an idea. And that is to put even more time into this game that's, like, 12 years old at this point that I've already put, like, three or 400 hours into. It's like, yeah, we're playing more of this. so i'm gonna eat i'm gonna eat my leftover pancakes and i'm gonna play civrev it's gonna be quite the rest of a day off that sounds incredible i i highly recommend it what are you looking forward to Haley? um i actually have a rare answer and it's a sports answer so this is a this is double rare (laughs) i got invited possibly if if the diamondbacks don't biff it this is a this is sports this is baseball the Diamondbacks are the Arizona team. Um, if they don't biff it, like lose, how many games do you have to win to win? What is this? Have, the World Series? This is the this is the National League Championship Series, and you have to win four games. And the, the, right, you you are going to Game Five. The Diamondbacks have to win one of the next two games for there to be a Game Five. If so there's the, a Game Five, I was invited to a possible Game Five. Right, and um, I've only been to like a baseball game when i was like three years old so i have no memory of that i hear it's boring but i do like to drink and i like to be annoying so i think the sports arena might be the perfect setting for that um i you know what i'm gonna vote for i'm gonna who i'm gonna root for, <laughs> vote for. um i'm just gonna I, I, vote for, i honestly would like to see the diamondbacks lose <sighs> If they lose that fifth game, they lose entirely, correct? Not if they win the two before it. Oh, if, right. It, yeah. So, yeah. I would like but, to see them lose this championship. Is this the proper word? Yeah. Well, this series. So the, yeah. I would like to see them lose this series in person because I feel like that's the most Arizona thing is to lose. <laughs> Especially lose games that everyone's hype as fuck about. The only reason I knew that this was happening is because, like, there's, like, this popular mexican bakery that is selling diamond back color conchas like the vintage teal and purple colors they yep. look sick um everyone's getting hype about the diamondbacks right now even you have been telling me things about the diamondbacks i got invited to a game yeah. um it's, so it's, it's like diamond, people are it's, hype it's diamondback fever like <laughs> and there's nothing more arizona than us getting hype as hell and then losing so well, well, again, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like is known for a few things more than that. Possibly. I mean, sports. That's the only yeah. thing I know about sports is like, I oh, remember yeah. when the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl, they didn't win. Right. But like, uh, we got so fucking hype here that like, they were renaming high schools after the Cardinals and like, all this shit. And it's like, they lo- they lost. You get that? yep. That's how hype they got about losing. But just making the Super Bowl. (laughs) I I believe I brought this to your attention before, but I'm just going to reiterate it, that your one victory, your one victory was when you were the villains of America. Oh, yeah. And you defeated the 9-11 Yankees to win the World Series. New York needed their redemption after the tragedy of 9-11. And the Arizona Diamondbacks were like, no, fuck you, buddy. Boom. We're the champs. And all seven Diamondbacks fans were so happy 
And the rest of America was like, guys, this was the one time in American history the Yankees were the good guys. This was the one time the nation was actually on Team Yankees because they were representing the city that was hit on 9-11. And then you do this in front of everybody, and the seven Diamondbacks fans were like, yeah, woo, Diamondbacks. So it's just It's so funny you bring that up because I just sent you that article from the, yeah, the Arizona Republic that was like yeah. the Diamondback. The Diamondbacks brought us hope after 9-11. Can they do it again now that the war is in peril? And it's like, this is, you need to retire, whoever wrote this. Yeah. And and again, the Diamondbacks did not bring us solace. The Diamondbacks, funny only, way to frame it. they only brought us pain. <laughs> New, New, New York was looking for an outlet for any relief from their tragedy. And the Arizona Diamondbacks were like, nope, fuck you, boom. We're the chips. <laughs> it was like literally, it was the wrestling heel defeating the good guy and waving the belt around and celebrating in front of him while the good guy's children were crying in the front row. It's just, just incredible. If someone has a vintage 2001 World Series Diamondbacks World Champion shirt, can you please send that to me? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I am looking forward to sleep. Aggressive quantities of sleep this week. I we flipped. Should, we did. Right. Well, well the, the the main the, the main reason. Yeah, what well, sort of freaky Friday shit is this? Haley <laughs> Haley's interested in sports. Mike's interested in sleep. No, well, the main thing was that I, I, my, I had originally planned for my uh, look forward thing to be my Creamsicle Brady jersey because the UPS said it was arriving tomorrow, but then it arrived today and it took away the thing I was looking forward to because I already have it. So I can't. <laughs> So now that I've obtained it, now now I can now I can rest because normal normally on Wednesdays I usually get to chill out, but today I had to do Zoom meetings. I had to just do stuff on my day off besides podcasting and then just turtling around. So now like today was extra tired me on the pod. And now that that's finally over, I'll probably like want to go to sleep, but then just not do it, but then try to go to sleep a little early tonight. But yeah. Just finally catching up, finally paying the Sandman is due. That's pretty much what I'm in favor of because I'm already wearing my Creamsicle Brady jersey. I've ar- I've already achieved success for the week. So you have achieved. Poor, poor Alexander Nirvana. reigns over here weeping for his no more jersey yes. left to conquer. Right, exactly. I have no more jerseys left to conquer. But uh, you need to go get a Creamsicle to eat with your jersey. <laughs> Maybe, 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 maybe I'll go down. Maybe I'll go somewhere and find an orange creamsicle to eat. <laughs> somebody who shared many a meal with Mike Rains, I would say that if Mike Rains wants to keep that creamsicle jersey in good condition, he should avoid eating anything in it. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I oh, oh, uh, I, I, I am a messy boy. That is an accurate statement. Yes. Yeah, my, my, my Mike Rains eats like the Tasmanian devil. It's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. So- yeah, I, I I'm not good. I'm very bad at eating. I need to go to remedial eating class. <laughs> it's okay for, for for all of my fucking for for all of my ginger trying so hard, like gingerly forking stuff into my face. I'm a, I've still got like a big fat what I call shelf, and like stuff just falls on the shelf. Like I just can never I can never prevent the shelf from accumulating some garbage. Like even when it, like I'll get a milkshake, and you know how like sometimes that like a little bit of the milk or whatever will get under the rim. Like, I'll go to take a sip of that shit, and immediately that milk will fall right on the shelf, and it will just be like, hey, was that shirt new? Well, now it's got a stain on it. <laughs> yeah, you get fucked, idiot. Your new shirt's not so new anymore yeah, now, like, is how, it? How dare, I da- how, how dare I buy a new clothes, you know, and try to fucking wear it in the, in the world and eat a food? Uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. My, my cross to bear, though. You yeah. know, these are the huge problems that I talk about here on the show. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's strap Mike down on one of those like medical beds and then write him jackass style out of Hell World for the week. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the show. Uh, your support means the world to us. You can continue to support the show for free by giving us a five star review wherever you get your podcast from. If you have money and you'd like to give it to the cause, we'll be happy to take it off your hands. You can visit us at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, where anybody who donates $5 or more a month gets access to all of our bonus content that's in the kitty. That's 50, maybe 60 plus hours worth of bonus content at this point. It's a decent chunk of bonus content for your ear holes if you'd like to partake. Uh, And for the record, you don't have to donate $5. I believe you still have the $2 option, but $5 is where you want to be if you want that bonus content. Thank you so much for all of our beautiful babies hanging out in the crib and supporting the show. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you could do good with it in a lot of ways in the world now. We trust your judgment, but we will just continue to suggest donating it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Thanks, as always, for the use of our intro song, courtesy of DJ Minimal Effort, who's not on any social media. Uh, But you can find other folks on social media, including our buddy Frosty, who does all of our voiceover artist work, including the voice of Q when we need it. Uh, you can find them still on Twitter currently, as far as I know, at FrostyVO. You can find this show, the Adventures of Hellworld podcast, on Twitter for the time being, at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. You can find myself, the Mysterious L, over on Blue Sky, where I have uh, jumped ship to. Uh, if you would like to show me your furry cock drawings, you can find me there, at Mysterious L. Haley, you can find, I believe, still on both platforms, certainly on Blue Sky, at Arizona Right Watch. I'm Blue Sky uh, as hell. Blue sky yeah. as hell. But are you still on Twitter? Or did you abandon that shit? I posted a little bit this week just because there was some relevant stuff going on. But I have mostly abandoned it for blue sky and occasionally Instagram, which is fair enough. Well, there you go. That that, that was as much for my information as it was for the listeners. So that's where you could find uh, myself and Haley, and of course, Mike Rains is at Poker Politics. So for another successful episode of the Adventures at Hell World podcast, adventure uh, well. Uh, you know, successful in big quotation marks this week. Uh, I have been one of your hosts, the mysterious L joined as always by Haley, AKA Arizona, right wing watch or Arizona, right watch. Damn it. I put the wing back in there. Uh, and of course our expert in all things, Q and on crazy, Mr. Mike reigns. Good speed Patriots. <laughs> <laughs>